and welcome to I've Got a Beatles Podcast with Dave and Chris, and we are doing one of our uh, first looks at some John Lennon singles from 1969, from 50 years ago, and uh, this was the second of them. The first was Give Peace a Chance that we'll talk about uh, later this year, uh, but Cold Turkey uh, was the second John Lennon Plastic Ono Band single, and yep. uh, interesting for a lot of reasons. So this is Sort of like an under the microscope episode. Yeah, it's but... an under the microscope. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. Just under a different name here. Uh... You know what it is? It's under the X-ray. Oh, oh, oh the, yes, <laughs> because with the of cover. the, uh, <laughs> the cover where you get the uh, on on this single, you'd get uh, John's face X-ray on the for, uh, A side, and then flip to that B side, and you get Yoko's X-ray. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty amazing. I'd like to put that up on my wall. It'd be something to share. Uh, yeah, this whole song and the flip side of it, "Don't Worry, Kyoko," "Mommy's Only Looking for a Hand in the Snow" by Yoko Ono, uh, gives us a real picture into what was going on with John's life at that time, and uh, it's not easy music to listen to by any means. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the stories around these songs are interesting and. We, uh, as usual, have found some you know, ver- cover versions, and and John loved this song because he performed it just about everywhere in every one of his concerts. So, what when you think about Cold Turkey, because that's what we're going to really focus on. It's more of a actual song. Uh, what what were your initial thoughts before digging into the research for it this week? Well, you, I mean, you, when you think about Cold Turkey, you, th- you think and and really when you think about Don't Worry. Kyoko, both of them you think like a very raw. Yeah, yeah. Very raw songs. You know, this is before punk rock, but uh, particularly Don't Worry <laughs> Kyoko <laughs> can be sort of like, if you look at it through the lens of like, well, well, uh, uh, you know, things that, that may have inspired punk rock uh, years later. Cold, Cold Turkey for sure is just like so uh, uh, raw. The guitar sound very raw, you know. Mm-hmm. The the singing very raw, you know. Me personally, when I think about uh, Cold Turkey, I think of that version we just heard at the beginning of the episode because I had that ta- cassette when I was, mm. uh, you know, 
I don't know, 11, 10, 10, 11 years old, and just would, like, wear it out. Yeah, that's like, the... Oh, this is awesome. The John you Lennon know, live in New York City. Yeah. Uh, Basically yeah. the only full, cool John Lennon concert you, you yeah. ever got. Yeah, yeah. Ever. So yeah. Uh, uh, it was great. You know, you'd play it over and over and over again, and this was one of the highlights of that, mm-hmm. of that show, I think. The fact that he played it live a bunch kind of ties into the fact of where it came from because it was actually the the story about the song i think is really interesting so this was originally john brought this to paul (laughs) i wish i could have been in the room uh, to see (laughs) saying i think we've got our next single here bringing it into the beatles (laughs) and think about now we've learned a lot more in the past couple years with the white album set and some other releases about how john was really addled by heroin a lot and mm-hmm. going through a lot of drug problems and uh, i could see the beatles were so sick of john and his not being able to function right that this didn't really help this kind of song about yeah about drug addiction and withdrawal uh, probably didn't go over too well so where was the first place he actually played it well it was at the famous toronto rock and roll show in September of 1969 and that we're going to dig into that date a little bit more uh, on our in our concert series or gigs show but yeah uh, yeah but that that's where you really see it first coming to fruition it was the first song they like a, a prominent performance that they played and it's the same group almost that actually it is the same group that played it on the recording yeah and they you can tell they had not because <laughs> they say on stage well we're gonna try this uh not sure uh, yeah <laughs> guys hold on this might this might be crappy um yeah I, I mean you've got a pretty good group here so you've got john singing and playing guitar yeah. you got eric clapton who was brought in uh and then klaus vorman and alan white so yeah pretty good uh group there but uh, do you think this? And could... of course. Oh yeah, go ahead. The, it, I don't know. Maybe this was the question you were about to ask. But the, this uh, sounds if you if you didn't know anything about John Lennon and then you like slipped this onto Plastic Ono Band, it would totally fit. Yep, yep exactly. Not just because of the personnel, but you know, uh, uh, it just sounds like it comes from that kind of like songwriting spirit of. Let me dig deep into my to my raw yeah. soul and and scream out this uh, uh, song from the ter- de- the depths of terrors of uh, what's going on uh, with me. Yeah, either in the heroin withdrawal or according to uh, <laughs> Lyndon's personal assistant oh, yeah. at Seaman, <laughs> uh, just actually was about food poisoning from cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I buy that. No, but I, if, yeah, yeah. Well, either way, really, I, I think why does this work for like a guy like you and me who have not gone through heroin withdrawal? Right. It's like, well, everybody's been so sick that they wish they were dead. Mm-hmm. They wish they were a baby. Mm-hmm. They're begging, <laughs> begging God for like, yeah, mercy. take me away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because it's so, so awful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think the lyrics like really you know in the in the mood of the song really kind of like everybody relates to it cuz everybody's had a oh i can't walk on my foot today mm-hmm. cuz of gout or yeah, your you know back hurts or yeah, yeah stuff happens yeah. 
and you, and you feel i mean i'm sure heroin withdrawal is about 100 times worse than yeah uh all those types of things yeah. but still you could relate so this is one of those stories songs that john continued it's kind of a a flip side, the dark side of the ballad of John and Yoko, where he's giving you the newspaper story about where they're going, what they're doing. And this is the dark side of what John and Yoko were going through, trying to uh, quit heroin and then moving into this new phase, like you said, into the John Lennon Plastic Ono band, where we're the primal scream and trying to get back to dealing with your childhood and a lot of the problems that you grew up with. So it's, it is a therapeutic song. Yeah. And but it's very raw, and we're feeling the pain part, not the after effects. A version of this uh, showed up on the uh, John Lennon acoustic, and that's yeah. the uh, demo version. Should we should we take a listen yeah. to that? Yeah, let's do Let, that. Let's have a little listen to that, and then we'll, we'll continue talking about it and talk about the music of it. The temperature's rising. The fever is high. Can't see no future. Can't see the sky My feet are so heavy And so is my head I wish you was a baby I wish you was dead Cold turkey that acoustic demo with his kind of uh, yeah. goat vibrato or something on that. You can you can tell he's sort of experimenting there with uh, Yoko's thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he likes it a lot. Yeah, with her style. <laughs> <laughs> most, of, most of us don't like the wobbly. That's the part of the Yoko we like the least. Yes. The wobbly. Oh, you know, uh, uh, don't worry, Kyoko, how Just it wait. starts. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna give you that right at the end of the episode, just so you could set that to your alarm clock. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> that will get you out of bed very quickly. No snooze button there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So musically, the song "Cold Turkey" is very simple. It's really repetitive, very drone-like. I think that, to me, the the fact that it's very droning and hypnotic kind of goes along with the idea of going through drug withdrawal. It's just so awful you can't make it stop. It just won't ever go away. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. And uh it starts it's a minor you know, minor key, very bluesy. Uh the story goes that Eric Clapton was the one who came up with the riff and that makes sense. It sounds like a Clapton riff with the do 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 that he answers in the actual recording that we'll hear at the end of the episode. So it's basically got the verse, a lot of verses, and then the chorus. Yeah. And very simple, as I said. We talked about uh, another Lennon tune. I can't remember which one uh, that only had a couple of notes in it. And this is another one. It's just very simple, three or four notes, very small range. 
Yeah, and the, the you know the lyrics t- t- too, you know, like to just piggyback on that. Pretty simple. It's just like you know, my feet are heavy, so is my head. I wish I was dead. Gold turkey. You know, <laughs> it's not. It's nothing. Nothing amazing, but you know the effect of it is uh, it works and it's effective. Yeah, it builds too. It, the it builds. Uh, the the reason I like the New York City version better is it's a little faster pace and, and mm. wraps it up a little quicker yeah. because it, it is plotting it, yeah, yeah it is for the effectiveness of the song it being too long works but yeah. it, it is too long and it's sort of like that's why it's sort of never been my favorite mm-hmm. uh john song but uh well yeah. that's uh, so it's got it's a little bit hey jude like because the the verses are a certain amount of time, but then you've got this long coda where he's really screaming. It sounds like he's going through withdrawal live in real time. And very much, again, the Plastic Ono Band, think of the end of Well, 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 or when he yeah. starts screaming there. But he's doing a lot of Ooh, groaning and moaning and uh, rawr, rawr, growling kinds of sounds. How How do you like that? Uh, how effective is that ending? Uh, and then it kind of ends very weirdly too, like very mysterious. Yeah, I do think it does. It does. It does work for me because it's sort of like if this was a movie, you'd be like, it would be an open ending ending. Like, mm-hmm. does he is he improve? Yeah, is he die? Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, is he just? Uh, oh, that's him in the bathroom throwing up. You know, right. like, right. like, <laughs> you know. So it is effective. It's just not, you know, it's not all that pleasant to listen to. No, no. <laughs> Are there any lyrics that particularly uh, you find interesting? Because the one I, I like the rhyme of cold turkey has got me on the run. That's a pretty good little line there. But any anything that stands out to you besides the just this telling of all the symptoms? Uh, I, I, I always like... Uh, a, a, I'll be a good boy. Please make me well. Uh, I promise you any anything. Get me out of this hell. Yeah, you know, because uh, I, I that's the line. I when I hear it, I'm like, oh, everybody's been there. It's mm-hmm. just like where you're just so deliriously sick. You're just like, oh, please, like you're even if you're not in I'll do any anything. way, shape, or form Christian, you're like begging God for yeah. mercy. <laughs> yes. I'll do anything. So, yeah. yeah. So, or like, what did I do? Why did I deserve this? Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. So, exactly. So. so it's a very real kind of feeling. Uh, immediate. Uh, it hits you. Now, uh, <laughs> what happened to this on the, uh, this, <laughs> uh, the uh, charts? And what what was his response to that? Okay, so... Uh, so the song was released uh, in November of 69 and the highest position in the uh, UK uh, was hit well it hit number actually hit number 14 in the Mm -hmm. UK and then in the US it hit number 30 it was released a couple weeks later so I mean that's not terrible Uh, it could have been a lot worse Uh, but John was frustrated because it was it was had a very brief shelf life on the charts. We had seven weeks and uh, about nine weeks, so it kind of kept falling off the charts. So, what do you do when your single just isn't doing well? Well, you write the Queen, and you, 
<laughs> and you complain to the queen, and you tell the queen, <laughs> her majesty, uh, that he's got, you're going to return your MBE that you got with when you were a beetle, uh, because you're pro also protesting Britain being involved in Nigeria Biafra, which was a civil war. Which I think he put as the Nigeria Biafra thing. Yeah, thi <laughs> like a real nuanced uh, 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 note to the queen there. You know the thing <laughs> uh, against our support of America in Vietnam. And against cold turkey slipping down the charts. With love, John <laughs> Lennon of Bag. So apparently it did. Uh, the story I read was that the uh, his MBE was put in Buckingham Palace and uh, nice for safekeeping in storage. So I don't know whatever happened to it, but uh, there. Maybe there it's it still was. there. Yeah, maybe it's still there. So they should auction that thing off and make make two three million dollars. Yeah, maybe more. make a lot of money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, very frustrated John was with the uh, the poor chart performance of Cold Turkey, but yeah. uh, but do you think maybe some of it had to do with the flip side of Cold Turkey? Well, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Now, before we get to the flip side, though, do we want to go into the uh, cover versions of Cold Turkey? Sure, sure. Because so, I before the show, I'd always known of one, and I know you're. As we've said many times, you're the master of finding the the obscure ones, but this one is not very obscure because uh, it was it was quite well known. And it's by a famous jazz trumpet player. So That's right. Tell us about uh, Frederick Dewayne Hubbard. Yeah, Freddie Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, from his uh, album Red Clay, which you're holding right there. Yes, I've got it here, which yeah. is a great album. Red Clay uh, was a, kind of a famous funky tune. Uh, mixing jazz and a little bit of funk stuff with Herbie Hancock, Ron Carter, Lenny White, and, and Joe Henderson. So yep. some great, great jazz players. Uh, but yeah, number the, the fifth track on here is a 10-minute version of Cold Turkey. Yeah. Now uh, strap in for all 10 minutes. Of, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're saving the log thing for the uh, or sometime in New York City version of Don't Worry Kyoko. Yeah, that's so. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, no, this is uh, Cold Turkey from Freddie Hubbard. We're going to uh, start it at 50 seconds here. digging the bass on that one the bass ron carter and and there sounds like some roads by herbie hancock there too sound really hip yeah. and early 70s for sure dave i know i know that you're a huge huge johnny depp guy oh big yeah. big oh, johnny depp yeah. fan 
You also like Joe Perry of uh, Aerosmith. Oh yeah, the two of them and, are my favorite. And you and you love Alice Cooper. <laughs> so get those three together, you got Hollywood Vampires. Oh, uh, oh. and they're uh, released from 2015, which <laughs> were. You know, with a bunch of guest stars, including Paul McCartney on one track. Uh, mm. I think we played that at some yes, point. Yes, we did. And Christopher Lee, <laughs> and, uh, Joe Walsh, friend of the show, Joe Walsh mm-hmm. at this point. Hollywood Vampires uh, released an album of all all the songs on it were from dead musicians. Mm. Mm. So play uh, obviously John Lennon uh, is mm. dead. Uh, so they did a version of Cold Turkey. Hollywood Vampires. Pretty straightforward version there. Sounds like so that's Alice Cooper on the lead vocals and some background yeah. from Joe Perry and Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, it sound, doesn't sound too bad. Sounds uh, very much like the original. One more, one more here, and that's from another of your favorite. favorite wow, you're groups. hitting out of the park here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you spend uh, live at Budokan a lot from Cheap Trick. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's a classic album. Yeah. yeah. What's their biggest hit? I want you to want me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Produced by George is... Martin, I believe. At one yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Cheap Trek, a long-running group. You'll you'll hear them on uh, classic rock radio a lot. Yep. And this is from the Working Class Hero, a tribute to John Lennon, and this is Cheap Trick's version of Cold Turkey, and it is a lot different. Mm. So let's let's give it a listen. Temperatures rising, the fever is high. Can't see no future, can't see no sky. So heavy, is my head. I wish I was a baby. Cheap 
Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Well, they had me. Uh, I like uh, the beginning was pretty interesting. It was quite different mm-hmm. with it being slow and uh, changing the chords around. And the riff wasn't there. And then it built up to the big, huge uh, blast for the chorus. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, you know, my uh, I've sung this song and dance so many times, which is. You're covering a song. Let's do something different with it. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. And at least they did something different with it. Yeah. Speaking of something different, Dave, let's flip that side. Oh yeah. To Yoko Ono. Don't worry, Kyoko. There's a uh, the acoustic demo of this. You know, I, I'm just gonna play that right off the bat. Here. Okay. Because the acoustic demo of this is a lot different than the, your final product. Uh, and it's actually kind of cool. I, I I I don't hate. Don't worry, Kyoko. No, by the way, I'm no. just I'm coming straight out and saying it. Uh, uh, I know a lot of the rest of you have turned off the podcast. <laughs> but, You're uh, skipping to the end. Yeah. Yeah. But um, here's the acoustic demo. Let's let's hear that, and then we'll that'll that'll help us get uh, started on the discussion. And then Dave, since we're not going to play the long the <laughs> the version of uh, you know the long version of the regular track, yeah, at the end of the episode like we usually do with these uh, songs in the microscope, let's just jump in and play just a bit of what that would turn into for this single here. So we'll jump into like I don't know midway through the single and we'll hear what what it, it sounds like. All right. Here's uh, "Don't Worry" uh, the actual song. Mommy, mommy's only looking for him in this though. Which you could hear in that in that demo, but it just kind of drops off of this. I don't know why they're like, let's not have that second lyric in this. Yeah, <laughs> dirty, cloudy it up with a second lyric. Uh, so here's, uh, don't worry. Yeah, so that's all. You, oh, so, come on! I was just getting into it. <laughs> okay, and now here's all 17 minutes of the no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, if we had the time, I, I might play some from the sometime in New York City version, mm-hmm. which is 16 minutes long, and is a huge jam. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second, just to see that the evolution of it, where it, is, it was this so, sort of soft, kind of experimental little demo yeah. that they were doing and then they're like you know what let's harden this up let's make this sort of like real like i said at the beginning of the episode raw yes 
and 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 dirty sounding. The guitar sounds. What do you think about the guitar sounds on the on the? Uh, don't worry. Uh, the the single version. Well, so this is another one that it's the essentially the same group that did Cold Turkey. So you've got uh, Clapton on there, and the bet you can watch him in the the video. Well, when we talk about Live Peace in Toronto, he keeps looking over like he's just not quite understanding Yoko screaming. Uh, it's, <laughs> kind of, it's very funny to watch his face, uh, but it sounds like a kind of a Clapton heavy riff on top of John's acoustic that you heard. Yeah. And uh, uh, then you've got Alan White and Klaus Vorman again. So uh, musically, it's not much. Uh, it's very minimalist, I would say. It's just that riff. It's a very bluesy riff. That's a good, good riff actually. And I, I like the the sound of it. Uh, it's just a little too minimalist. Doesn't really do much after a while. It gets kind of just get a little tiresome to listen to with the screaming. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's the 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 issue obviously is the sc- the, yeah. sc- the sc- screaming and and the single just starts with their screaming and you just like, yeah. you know, if you're if you're I don't know, you said play songs from Yoko Ono to uh you know, um your, Echo, your Amazon Echo, I won't say the name. <laughs> uh, um, and this comes up, you might just say skip immediately, but I think it does get into the, sort of that I find the riff kind of interesting. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It's sort yeah. of like a slide guitarish kind of uh, yes. riff. And and uh, when uh, you hear interviews from people who are inspired by the song, and, and we, I, I was kind of amazed at the amount of uh, cover versions of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people claim it to be a you know an early inspirational punk rock. Yeah, uh, I could thing. see like, that. Uh, the the grand grandmother of punk rock Yoko Ono. So, yeah, I can I can definitely see that uh, in that. Um, but when I the version of this that's the most interesting to me is this sort of jam <laughs> version that they put onto Sometime in New York City. That's 16 minutes long, takes up a lot of Sometime in New York City. <laughs> when I was listening to that. And in that we add, we add all kinds of people, uh, personnel, and all kinds of horns. Yeah, truly uh, a super group. Yeah. Yeah, and though it's a jam, it kind of what it kind of remembered or reminded me the most is where we met, Dave. Oh. Uh, in the uh, school of uh, music at the University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And you'd go to these. Um, <laughs> Composers Forum. Yes, new music concerts. Yeah. yeah, and you'd hear these, yeah, avant-garde music. Yeah. And it really, I think that version of that kind of taps into that avant-garde kind of feel hmm. with these sort of, these sort of like insane <laughs> uh, elements <laughs> uh, kind of going on. The drums uh, really, really going crazy and... At some point, uh, speeding way up, and mm-hmm. and then the horns kind of coming in, blah 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 blah, blah but then also <laughs> playing sort of like noise, discordant stuff. Yeah, yeah. Can can you uh, uh, list me off the personnel? <laughs> yeah, this is I, I boy. If this group could have done more on, in the studio, it would be amazing. It's main, mainly made up of the Delaney and Bonnie group that George Harrison played with uh, in 1969. But we've got Eric Clapton. Uh, Delaney and Bonnie, Jim Gordon, 
George Harrison, Nicky Hopkins, Bobby Keys on the saxophone, Keith Moon on drums, Billy Preston, Klaus Vorman, Alan White, and then they think Jim Price on trumpet. So it's kind of a mixture of Derek and the Dominoes and the All Things Must Pass group, and you've got the Who, and it's kind of a mixture of all a lot of big-name people uh, at that time. So it's a good group, and there's a little bit of video that survived on YouTube you can dig up of this group playing just a little bit of the songs. C- crazy sort of black-and-white video. It's pretty cool looking, though. You, yeah. You Got to check it out. A little bit of both both songs. So what's your uh, before we get to the uh, uh, a couple of actually you know the, like I said a <laughs> couple of cover versions. So what's your overall take on uh, Don't Worry? Yeah, very hard to listen to, uh, <laughs> and it's because of the screaming. Uh, it it just yeah I, I really could almost not get through it uh, more than once. It was pretty hard to listen to. So I. That's why I like the freakout version a little bit more, the live version, because there's a lot more stuff going on, and it's not just Yoko and just the riff in the background, but a, a tough listen overall, I'd say. Well, uh, music critic Johnny Rogan, this is from Wikipedia, <laughs> oh. says, Don't worry, Kyoko is arguably Yoko Ono's finest recorded moment. Oh, and John Lennon claimed the songs was one of the fucking best rock and roll <laughs> records ever made. Okay. <laughs> of the live uh, version issued on sometime in New York City, Lennon claimed that the musicians were inspired out of their skulls. Mm. And it's the most fantastic music he'd ever heard. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's yeah. quite an endorsement. So. Yeah. yeah. And uh, others very, uh, very inspired by it, yeah. including... The B-52s. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) That totally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the uh, B-52s and uh, what I I find to be a very pleasant version. Mm. Don't worry. So here we go. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I like the guy going, don't, 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 don't. That was a, a cut from a Yoko Ono tribute album called Every Man Has a Woman. Oh, okay. Picked it up uh, on uh, one of their, uh, one of the B-52's uh, albums called Whammy. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, it's pretty great. And another group, uh, one I've seen at a festival, uh, that's pretty pretty great uh, rock group, Yo La Tango. Yes, yes. Um, I'm not sure how familiar are, but uh, with Yo La Tango, but they had an album called Yo La Tango is murdering the classics, mm. <laughs> and here's them murdering. Don't worry. 
Yeah, what, what do you think of that one? Uh, pretty good. It sounds a lot more like the original. Uh, got more fuzz on the guitar, and the riff is back. Uh, yeah. They seem to be having a good time with it. No scream at the beginning? No scream. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, I guess we should mention also that the that Kyoko was lost for quite a while at that time, that John and Yoko were trying to get custody of her and trying to find her, and her, that Yoko's ex-husband was taking Kyoko away. So I think there's this kind of a cry out in some way, don't worry. Although I'm not sure what mummy's only looking for a hand in the snow means, but uh, maybe yeah. it's, it's some artistic plea that she's on, she's looking for you. Yeah, so. I kind of like it better with the mummy. Yeah, know, yeah. In that acoustic version, right. with the mummies only look for you know, cause it's such an imagery is so. Right. Why they drop that for the single yeah. version? I don't get. I don't know. You know, maybe they know. just forgot. They played it so much they just forgot to sing that part. Yeah, the rest of it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm gonna so. stop trying that. Nobody's making that out in, in right. the loud noise we're making. Right. Right. So. But it's not the. I mean, you know, Yoko. Uh, That's pretty. No, we've it's done good. some dig deep digs into some Yoko stuff, yep. and there's some better. I think better, more palatable stuff out there for Yoko. Yeah, but it's it's all right. It's not bad. Yeah, and it fits along with Cold Turkey well. I think it's a good companion piece. It has the same rawness and kind of the riff-based rock that Cold Turkey has. So it's a good pairing of the two songs. Yeah, so sort of a double-sided uh, Songs of the Microscope, mm-hmm. uh, A and B. Yeah, <laughs> and, and your overall assessment of Cold Turkey as a song? Um, you know, it's it's among his good songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the upper echelon, but still yeah. a good song. Yeah, not not in the you know there's a there's a rarefied air with with yes he's got such a great catalog and there's some there's some really high highs and then there's <laughs> a lot of songs that are very very good like this mm-hmm. and then there's some you know duds uh, there's a few duds yeah <laughs> but we, we we won't name names no no no. But I'd put it in the middle kind of category of like, well, it's good. It's, you know, it was a single. And yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I would agree. And I put it, it's very much a snapshot of what was going on at that time. And I just really picture it at that right after the Beatles broke up period. Or, well, I mean, they hadn't officially broken up, but they're, they'd stopped recording by then. So yeah. you, you kind of, kind of moving on and John starting his new life as a, solo act and this was actually the first song credited to just john because uh, give peace a chance still had a mccartney lennon mccartney attribution to it so this really is yeah. kind of him stepping out on his own yeah, yeah. i think they fixed that now and give yeah him, i think they did the, mm-hmm. yeah but but uh yeah so yeah. uh here we go let's go we'll go out with uh the as we do with these uh the long version of cold turkey and then you can choose to <laughs> Go to your music service and play the long version of Don't Worry if you want to do that. Which we forgot to mention, it actually is on an album. that uh, It's on Yoko's 71 album, Fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we talked about a few times on this yeah. episode. Fly, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty, uh, 
you know, I'd say start with the uh, approximately infinite universe mm-hmm. and with fly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good idea. Good idea. Then, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So and then search YouTube for other things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, all right. Well, it's fun talking about this, and uh, we will, as I mentioned, talk about Lennon's other '69 single, which is "Give Peace a Chance," sometime later in the year. Uh, but for now. Enjoy the, uh, if you can enjoy it, uh, or at least listen to the studio version of Cold Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> 